What's up, y'all? It's JLP, the host of the Mastering Singlehood podcast. And tonight we're coming with you with a brand new episode titled Body Image. Yes, that's right. That is our topic for tonight, Body Image. And um, I really was interested to talk about this because I feel that, um, especially in the society we live in, especially in the world we live in, you know, especially culture nowadays, it feels that, you know, everyone is talking about, um, you know, body image and, you know, beauty and what's in and what's not, you know, and also the standards and beauty and whatnot. And I wanted to go ahead and just have this discussion, have this conversation with you all um, in, 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 in relations to body image and what is that all about and using the Bible, the word of God to really define what beauty is and um, how we ought to treat our bodies, how we ought to view our bodies, um, and how we ought to embrace the body that God has given us without feeling as if we have to listen to the world's standards of how our body should be like or, you know, what is true beauty. And so I want you guys to stay with me throughout this podcast episode um, as we dive in deeper into this discussion. Um, there will be a few verses that I'll go ahead and read along the way. Um, in order for you guys to know that at the end of the day, what truly matters is what the, the word of God has to say about a given topic or a given situation. And I want to go ahead and start off this episode speaking on my first point on tonight. And that point is your body is not a part of you. Your body is not you entirely. Your body is a part of you, you know. Your body alone doesn't define who you are. Accept your body for the way God made it. It's beautiful just the way it is. Know that your body is just a part of you. It's not you entirely. But I feel like nowadays, you know, especially us as millennials and also especially us as women, you know, we feel that we have to do a lot to get attention we feel that we have to you know be a certain way physically um to to be deemed as beautiful to other people or to be um deemed as beautiful to men and so often what happens we become insecure or we try to you know pick and choose what we love most about our 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 our, our features um and we try to you know just focus on the surface of ourselves and not really taking the time to really focus on our um um in our spirit you know growing our spirit and growing our mind and um you know just being who god created us to be um sometimes i feel like we become so cautious of our bodies that we don't take the time to really um embrace the other the other facts facts you know or the other dimensions that god has given us you know we don't take the time to embrace who we are intellectually embrace who we are artistically creatively creatively um excuse me and so i just wanted to mention that straight up that our body is not us entirely it is a part of who we are so that way we need to understand we should not be taking all of our time investing in our bodies i'm not saying for us not to take care of our bodies and our well-being but we need to understand that you know, if we're putting, you know, so much effort and so much money to the way that we look, to the way that we're dressing, we need to give ourselves to um, the benefit of taking care of our of our spirit, man. And leading to my next point of tonight, 
Um, in regards to our topic, again, body image, tonight we're going to be discussing about body image and, you know, where our true beauty resides, where our true beauty comes from, um, and why we need to go back to the Word of God to define who we are and not what the world defines us as. And um, my second point of tonight is this. Aim to improve your body, not to change it entirely. Don't allow the world's standards of beauty to define you. God created your body this way, you know, the way that it is, for a reason. So now, I feel that there's nothing wrong for us to enhance something about us. There's nothing wrong for us to want to improve something about our body. But what I do find that is wrong is when we want to just <laughs> go above and beyond and almost to the point we change completely the way that God designed us to be. We completely change the handiwork of God. You see, you need to realize that your body is the handiwork of God. God is the artist and you are the creation. You are his masterpiece. So you are God's finished product. And when we go ahead and try to, you know, manipulate what God has created, sometimes in God's eyes, he will see that we are not appreciative of what he has already made beautiful, what he has already called wonderfully and beautifully made. And so I'm not against, you know, if, you know, you have a feature and you, you want to um, um, improve that feature. For example, let's say, you know, you see that is approaching summertime and you want to get toned, you want your body, you know, to be fit, go ahead and go to the gym, do your favorite cardio exercise, you know, do your favorite workout routines. Um, but don't let, don't tell me because you feel like, um, for example, your, 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 your body shape is so um, not pleasing you that you're just going to go ahead and, and, and do plastic sur surgery um, just because you're not loving um, who God, you know, excuse me, not loving who God made you to be, excuse me, but like you're not, you know, accepting your body for the way that the Lord created it to be. You know, I, I'm all about improvement. I'm all about, you know, bettering ourselves, but not to the point where you're not, you know, you're not comfortable under your skin. Now you're doing all of these things to make all of these changes that are not necessary. Now, let's say you have to go um, and do surgery because your health is on the line. By all means, go ahead and do the surgery. But if it's something that you know without a doubt that can be improved by working out or that can be improved by doing other alternatives, then go ahead and do those other alternatives. But don't go ahead, you know, and and try to manipulate your body and then later on you're going to regret it. That's all I'm saying, y'all. All right? So remember that your body is the handiwork of God. God is the one who created your body. And, you know, look to God's words. You know, look to God's word. Because God's word is what defines, you know, our true beauty. God's worth is what um, gives us value. God's word is what, you know, reminds us of our identity. Um, you know, and God's word says you're wonderfully and beautifully made. If God's word says that, then guess what? You are. And you must accept this truth every day. Every day when you look at the mirror. Every day when you wear that nice dress, when you may not feel that you look your best, remember that you are wonderfully and beautifully made by God. It is not the dress that you wear that's going to make you beautiful. It is not uh, um, the lipstick or the shade of lipstick that you wear that's going to make you beautiful. It is not your hairstyle that's going to make you beautiful. What 
makes you beautiful is the very fact that God created you and God said himself that you are fearfully and wonderfully made and to be to be honest with all of you that's truly what matters and now my second main point of tonight in regards to our topic body image is this if you don't feel beautiful on the inside you won't see yourself as beautiful on the outside and I'll say this again if you don't feel beautiful on the inside you won't see yourself as beautiful on the outside I believe that is why God encouraged us in his word to practice holiness, you know, to think on what is pure, what is noble and what is good. If you're if you're like all the time dwelling on negativity, if all the time all you're, you know, thinking about is things that are impure or all you're thinking about is um, comparing yourself to other people and all you're thinking about is is coveting what other people have. And guess what? You're not going to feel beautiful. You know, you're going to feel low. You're going to feel bad. You're going to feel unwanted. And that is not what God wants you to feel. God wants you to feel confident. God wants you to feel secure, not insecure. God wants you to know that you are perfect just the way that you are because he is your maker. And you need to understand that he specifically designed you the way you are for a purpose. All right. And for example, don't go ahead and envying someone else because there's a feature on that person's body that that you love, you know, or that you're attractive to. And you're saying to yourself, if I just had those hazel eyes or if I just had, you know, um, this flat stomach or if I just had these abs, if I just had these muscles, you know, don't go to that extinct, you know, just Remember, like I said before, if there's something that you want to improve in your body, by all means, go ahead and do the alternatives. And I'm talking about healthy alternatives that you can go ahead on your own and achieve by being consistent. Um, but don't go ahead and do something far beyond, you know, and, and you may go ahead and later regret, um, regret it and say, man, I should have just accepted myself long ago because now now I see that everybody loves you know <laughs> what I didn't like about myself and I'm gonna go ahead and talk more about that later all right um and also jealousy you know don't have jealousy in your heart don't have envy in your heart when you have these things um locked inside your heart guess what in the inside you're not beautiful and if you're not beautiful on the inside guess what you're not gonna feel that you're beautiful on the outside so your body, what I want to go ahead and discuss next is my third point, and it's that your body does not only belong to you. Your body also belongs to God. And for that reason, we have to care for our body and present it well in the presence of the Lord. I'll go ahead and say it again. Your body doesn't only belong to you. It belongs to God. And for that reason, we have to care for our body and present it well in the presence of the Lord. I want to go ahead and read 1 Corinthians 6 verse 9 to you all. And it says this. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. You know, at this time, um, I'm speaking here to the ladies you know, as women, we want to wear cute outfits. We want to look and feel confident in our own skin. And some of you want to feel sexy in your outfits and all. I know. But listen, 
if a cute and sexy outfit means you have to throw away your value, you need to reevaluate where your worth is then. Do you put your worth in men, this world, what's trending right now, or do you put it in Jesus? I'm going to stop right there. Earlier, I was explaining how we should not be following the world standards, and I'll tell you one of the reasons why. The world standards are always changing, y'all. For example, back in the day, it's like everyone wanted to be slim, or it was the slim physique, like slim figure was all in. But today, everyone is wanting to be thick. Am I right? <laughs> Maybe not everyone, but, you know, from what I've, I've been seeing, you know, everyone desires to be thick. Um, based on what I'm seeing, you know, in the magazines, what I'm hearing all around. So the world standards, guys, are always changing. And because the world standard is always changing, it makes you prone to be insecure about your body. And that is the reason why we should not be following the world's trends. We should not be following the world's standards. Because when we follow the world's standards and trends, we will always be left behind. And I know most of us, you know, we don't want to be left behind. But I want to continue by saying this to you all. You'd be surprised that God's word has to say something on just about everything. Yes, God cares about how we view our bodies. Yes, God cares about what we wear. And how we treat our bodies. In fact, whenever you are having a hard time figuring out, you know, what is acceptable as a child of God, you know, to either to say, to wear, or to do, go to God's word. All right? Yeah, we have to understand that God's word is our manual for life. So when we're having trouble to decide or, you know, to know what is modest or not, we need to go to God's word to find out. And accept whatever he deems as acceptable and, 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 you know, what's right and what's righteous. You know, you can even go further and be like, you know, Lord, what do you think about this outfit I'm wearing? What do you think about this procedure that I'm going to do and so forth? If you ask him in faith, of course. And trust me, he will answer you. Just make sure that when he answers you, you were listening the whole time as he was giving you a response. Now, here goes a relationship tip that I'll share with all of you guys. All right. Listen, ladies, this is for you. Now, if a guy is interested in you and, you know, all he does is compliment you on your looks, pay close attention to this guy. All right. Because this guy may be in love with your body and not you. Remember what I said in the beginning? Your body is a part of you, but it's not you entirely. And this guy may, in fact, be in love with your body, but is he in love with your spirit? Is he in love with your soul? Is he in love with your purpose? Is he in love with your vision? Is he in love with the whole you? Because you have more to offer than just your body. Remember, again, your body is only a part of you. It is not you entirely. You are an individual. Does he love your characteristics? Does he love your attitude? Does he love your demeanor? Does he love, you know, all that you have to offer? If this guy is interested in you, then he will love everything about you and not just your body. All right. I want you guys to make sure to remember this relationship tip. You know, I feel also like in our societies today, you know, people focus too much on what they, they can see. 
You know, we love to focus on what we can see. Men and women seem to only be interested in looks more than they are interested in the person's heart, actions, and attitude. Am I lying, y'all? If I'm lying, please <laughs> go ahead and leave me a comment or a review on iTunes or on social media at it's underscore JLP or on my Facebook account at JLP Network because I would love to know. <laughs> because I feel like today for real in society, you know, we see it everywhere almost. It's as if we tend to only pay closer attention to looks more than we do to a person's heart, actions, and attitude. I'm just saying. But please don't be fooled. Not everyone who looks good on the outside looks good on the inside. Be cautious to know the difference between a person who loves you or is lusting over you. Love runs deep. It sees beyond the surface. Lust sees only what the eyes can see. I'll say this again. Love runs deep. It sees beyond the surface. Lust sees only what the eyes can see. If someone is interested in you, you need to want to know that this person is able to see you more than what he can see with his physical eye. He needs to be able to see the woman that you will become in five years from now, in 10 years from now. He needs to be able to see the mother that you will be to, you know, his future children. If he's really sincerely interested to pursue you, you know, as, as wife material or, or as a, a candidate for a spouse, right? And the same for the men. You need to know this individual that you're interested in deeper because love runs deep. If that person truly loves you, then they will really love everything about you. And matter of fact, they will focus intentionally on talking about the very things that they cannot see. If all they do all day is giving you compliments again on your body, then something is wrong. Something is missing. After all, remember what 1 Peter 3, verse 3 says. Let's take a look at it. Let's take a look at what, you know, what God describes beauty as or where does beauty come from. 1 Peter, verse 3, excuse me, 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 3 says, Your beauty should not come from outward adornment, such as elaborate hairstyles and the wearing of gold jewelry or fine clothes right <laughs> right i'm gonna say it again all right this is not my word this is god's word and it says this your beauty should not come from and here the very first line of this verse is already telling us that our beauty is not in those things your beauty is not in the makeup. Your beauty is not in your outfits. Your beauty is not in the magazines. Your beauty is not what the world what the world says or what men says. All right? Your beauty is not even what is being quoted in the music. No. The Lord is here saying your beauty again should not come from outward adornment such as elaborate hairstyles and the wearing of gold jewelry or fine clothes. I'm going to stop right there. You know, because a lot of the times this verse get misquoted. It gets very, very misquoted. Here, let me tell you what God is saying. God is not, but first, before I tell you what he's saying, let me tell you what he's not saying here, as most people tend to use this verse to say. God is not saying that wearing makeup or jewelry or having nice hairstyles is an abomination as if you can't do it because you're going to go straight to hell if you do. No, not at all. That's not what he's saying here. What he's saying is that you and I should believe 
you know, you and I should not believe, excuse me, that these are the things that will make us beautiful, that our beauty is found in those in those things. No, God is telling you, first of all, listen up, daughter, son, you're not going to find your beauty in that outfit. You're not going to find your beauty in that makeup. That's not where you're going to find your beauty. You're going to find your beauty in me. And you're going to find your beauty by what you place inside your heart. By what you place inside your heart. Second, let me go ahead and further continue. Your beauty comes from your heart, y'all. My sister, your beauty comes from your heart. From what's in your heart. What is in your heart? We all... Listen, we all are responsible to fill our hearts with God's word. I'm going to say it again. We are all responsible to fill our hearts with God's word. And God's word, what's God's word? God's word is pure. God's word is holy. God's word is beautiful. If your heart is filled with God's word, then you are being perfected. And you are being made even more beautiful. Right, you know, and when we continuously meditate on God's word, we are being made pure. Yes, indeed, you know, all of what Jesus did for us when he died for us on the cross, you know, brought forgiveness of sins, cleansed us from our iniquities and our guilt and our shame and made us pure by faith. But at the same time, that doesn't mean for us to not continuously partaking and being made pure. You know, we need to constantly keep our status pure for whatever. Remember, whatever is in your heart will manifest in the outside, too. I'm going to say this again. Whatever is in your heart will manifest on the outside, too. If your heart is filled with pure things, you will want to wear modest clothing. You will want to treat people kindly. You know, you will want to say kind things. Your mouth will want, you know, to say lovely things, impactful things, empowering things. If your heart is pure and it's filled with the word of God, guess what? Your mouth won't be filled with perversion, neither your thoughts, your actions. You won't desire to say profane language or profanity, you know, for example. You see where I'm going with this? I want you guys to still stay with me here. To further explain this, let's look at Proverbs 23, verse 7. It says this, For he is the kind of person, excuse me, it says, um, Whatsoever a man thinketh, so is he, right? Proverbs 23, verse 7. Whatsoever whatso man thinketh, so is he. So whatever is inside your heart, Whatever it is, God is saying, that's who you are, or at least that's who you will become. So if your heart is filled with malice, if your heart is filled um, with deceit, if your heart is filled with envy, jealousy, if your heart is filled with impurity, if your heart is filled with things that, you know, are ugly, to be honest with you, (laughs) then, you know, what other people may perceive is that what you yourself may perceive when you look in the mirror is that. But when you're constantly filling your heart with the word of God and what is pure, what is righteous, what is wonderful, then you yourself will see the manifestation of what's in your heart outwardly. You yourself will begin to see, oh man, I am beautiful. 
oh my goodness, I have confidence in myself because you know without a doubt you have filled your heart with the very word of God and 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 and, and you just you just are entirely lovely as a person, as a general, because your spirit is beautiful, your spirit is lovely. You know, a lot of us misinterpret you know, misinterpret this verse as well, the verse that I just read. You know, you'll hear you know all the time people saying like god only cares about what's in your heart god only judges the heart yes he does of course exactly but guess what like we said what's in your heart reflects in all that you do and what you say and what you wear and the list goes on and on but many of us don't want to hear that though let's be honest many of us don't want to hear it don't want to agree with it but guess what even if we don't agree with it the truth of the matter is God's word never changes. His word never changes. God's word is the standard we should follow if we truly call ourselves children of God. He says we are his children if we keep his word, if we keep his commandments. You know, even in this verse, um, God was more so saying he doesn't judge like men. Okay. Because men, as men, and as, you know, humans, we care mostly about looks. We do. We care about stature. You know, that's what attracts us to someone. That's what, you know, attracts us to things. You know, that's in our nature. And God knows that also, as humans, we can't see the motives of other people. We can't see the intentions all the time of other people. So when you see someone, for example, ladies, when you see a guy, you say, man, he's handsome or man, he's fine. All you can see is that, oh, my goodness, man, he's fine. His outer appearance. But you don't know the lust that's in his heart. You don't know how he treat, you know, those around him. You don't know, you know, <laughs> what, he, you know, so you don't know all of those things about that individual. And that's what God was meaning to say in the verse. You know, that we read um, a little earlier in First Samuel 16, verse 7. I wanted to just um, reflect on that again with you to understand why um, God said, you know, he judges the heart and he, do he doesn't judge the way, you know, we as people judge. Um, let's continue now. You know, for example, as well, people don't. You know, they, they don't see farther down the line. People don't see the future, you know. People don't see, okay, this individual will be here in 10 years. Or this lady, this young lady, she will be this in 10 years. Or this young man, he will be this in 10 years. People don't see that, but God does. And that's the reason, again, why God says that he doesn't judge like the, like, like, like the world. Like he doesn't judge like mankind. He doesn't judge um, like me or you. And also... God realizes, again, we are not prone to what looks inferior or what looks unattractive. We are not, you know, many times people, when they see someone um, looks weak or when they see someone, you know, may not be the most popular, guess what? They're not going to want to be friends with this person. They're not want to want to, they're not going to want to chill with this person. You know, they're not going to want to talk with this person. We end, we end up most of the time want to um, um, be around people with a high status, you know, um, with a high, uh, you know, with a high um, fan base. But 
God, he does, he looks past that. He sees those who are weak and those who are weak, he makes them strong. He sees those who are unpopular and those who are unpopular, he raised them to kingship. He raised them to king status, prince status, queen status, right? And so that's the reason why too that, you know, God doesn't necessarily judge as as us human beings, you know, as people. And um, I just want to use this example for example, look at David, right? David and the side of his brothers, his parents, he he looked weak. He was unpopular. He was just David, you know, he was just ordinary David, normal David. There was nothing extraordinary about him. And guess what? Even Samuel, God's prophet, when he was looking, you know, to find someone that would become, you know, the next king of Israel. You know, when he saw David, he didn't he didn't see David was a perfect match. Matter of fact, he saw David's brother, one of David's older um, brother as the perfect match because of the way he looked. You know, he was um, focusing on David's brother's stature. He was focused on David's um, brother's uh, uh, appearance in, in his in his uh, um, facial, excuse me, <clears throat> and his features, you know, his facial features and all. And because he was looking at that, he just assumed, oh my goodness, this is the chosen one. This is the person that God has chosen to become the next king, right? After Saul. But not so. God already chose David. God already saw David's future. God already saw David's destiny, you know? He saw what was in David that Samuel could not see. He saw what was in um, 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 David, what his brothers could not see, what his own parents could not see. I hope y'all are with me, right? Let's continue. But, you know, a lot of the times we use these scriptures to satisfy our own flesh. Um, to do what we want with our bodies and, you know, wear whatever we want to wear. Because, well, to us, it's our body. And because it's our body, we feel like we should do what we want to do with it. It belongs to us and nobody else. But bear in mind... Your body is not for you alone. Your body belongs to God first and foremost. And know that the Lord cares about it. And he wants you to honor him with it. Stop wanting, you know, your body to look like someone else's body. God didn't design your body to look at like any other person's body. Your body is uniquely yours. It's supposed to be the way that it is. And as I mentioned earlier, there's nothing wrong to improve it. But don't beat up yourself and say, oh, my gosh, I wish I had her curves. You know, I wish I had her shape. I wish I had those eyes, you know, embrace the body and embrace the beauty that God himself has given you. Accept your body the way God has made it to be. Accept your body the way God has made it to be. You know, I want to take the time before we prepare to close. I want to take the time to talk to my sisters, the ladies. Ladies, I want you guys to put the, the, the phone or come closer to your desktop or laptop. Hear me out here. You're my sisters. Ladies, hear me. Don't do anything to your body to please people, especially men, especially that homeboy or especially that crush of yours. All right. And men, young men, my brothers, don't disrespect your sisters don't disrespect the ladies by lusting after her body don't let her disobey god in order to obey you 
Ladies, you need to hear me too as I'm talking to our brothers and as I'm talking to them. Again, don't disrespect your sisters by lusting after her body or their bodies. Don't let them disobey God in order to obey you. Fellas, brothers, you're not, you're not greater than God. So please do not allow your sisters to disobey God just so that she could obey you. Who are you? Humble yourself. <laughs> Encourage them instead, you know. Encourage your sisters. Encourage that young woman, that young woman that you love, that you admire, that you care for, that you want to pursue. Encourage her instead to know that she belongs to God and that her body belongs to the Lord before it was ever yours. In fact, you know, her body is not yours until it is one with you in marriage and only in marriage. So be kind and be respectful towards her as you pursue her in this moment. And just, you know, as a friend, just a sister in Christ. And ladies, I'm here again. Uh, I want to talk to you um, ladies before we close. If he doesn't make you his wife, then he shouldn't be touching you like he's one with you because he isn't. Ladies, even if he put a ring on it, he's still not <laughs> he's still not your husband. Hear me well, even though he put a ring on it, he's still not your husband until you got you guys have become one, until you guys have made a holy covenant before the Lord in marriage. It has to lead to marriage, not just the engagement, not just the you know, the newly you know, relationship status, boyfriend, girlfriend, etc. Because listen, God doesn't recognize boyfriends and girlfriends or friends with benefits or whatever else people call it nowadays. He recognized husband and wife and that is all. <laughs> he recognized husband and wife and that is all. And, you know, don't be ashamed of that. Don't force yourself to do anything that you know you're not supposed to be doing. Respect yourself. Know that God wants you to honor him with your body. And you can start honoring God with your body today. And sometimes, as we mentioned before, if you're confused, if you're not sure, you know, what's acceptable to the Lord, just go back and read the word of God. The word of God is our manual for life. The word of God talks pretty much about any type of topic or question you may have. So go to him. Ask him, Lord, what what is modesty? What is modest? Should I be wearing this? Should I be doing this? You know, is it acceptable for me to be, po you know, just go to the Lord. Ask your best friend, Holy Spirit, who dwells within you. You know, what is deemed pure before the eyes of the Lord? Because, you know, to me, purity is 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 very, uh, um, I would say it's very big. You know, a lot of times you will hear people say, well, purity is just about the heart. It's just about what's in your heart. It's just about what's in your mind. It's just that your heart is pure, that your mind is pure and that you're not doing, you know, like you're not doing um, wrongful actions or whatnot. But it's 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 about all of it. You know, it's about your inner 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 spirit. Right. It's about what who you are on the inside. Um, and, and it's also about your lifestyle in, 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 in general, you know, because like we said, you know, your heart reflects who you are, you know, so if your heart is pure, then guess what? It will manifest outwardly in the way you talk and the way you dress. I hope you guys um, are hearing me, you know, and I know 
you know, it's difficult at times, especially the world that we live in. And because, you know, we we do have a flesh and we are imperfect humans, but go to the Holy Spirit, go to the word of God. If you're really desiring to please God with your body and to honor him with your body and to really start just, you know, uh, I'm practicing modesty and practicing purity and making it a lifestyle. I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit is always ready to help you out, but you need to let him know that you are interested and you need to let him know that you have decided that it is time for you to honor God, not just with your words, you know, not with just you know, you accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, Savior of your life, but you are desiring to honor him with your body and with your lifestyle. You know, when we become believers, we have to understand every part of us is in submission to God. It is not just, okay, I have Jesus now and because I have Jesus now, when I die, I won't go to hell. You know, because I have Jesus now, all my sins are forgiven. Yes, all of those things are great and and wonderful but you need to understand because you now have Jesus you have to submit yourself entirely to him and his rulership you know his rulership he is the head now he is the head of your life you know we have to understand that and um accept that to be truth because it is because it really is um and, and and really you know I want all of you guys who are listening to this episode titled Body Image to love yourself. Love yourself, love yourself, love yourself, love yourself. Treat yourself with respect and honor too. You know, know that you're priceless. Know that you're priceless and know that body image is defined by God. Body image is not even defined by you. Can you believe that body image is not even defined by you? Because to be honest, if it was defined by you just 10 years ago, (laughs) you would have regretted it. But no, by the grace of God, body image is defined by him. And you need to know that you are perfect because God created you perfect. Because he is the one who fashioned your body to begin with. He's the one that created the very eyes that you have the very nose that you have, the very lips that you have. He is the one that created the skin that you're in and the color of skin that you have. He is the one that gave you the height that you have, the weight that you have. Everything about you was designed by him. So embrace it today. Love yourself today and make sure to know that God's word, God himself, you know, he tells us where our beauty comes from and our beauty comes from him and our beauty is really about what's on the inside in our heart than what is on the outside. And understand it's not the outfit that's going to make you cute or sexy, but it's the fact that you belong to you belong to Jesus and that the Holy Spirit is inside you and you have a noble character. You have a, a, a noble attitude, you know? A person may be attractive on the inside, excuse me, on the outside, but is that person beautiful on the inside? How does this individual treat you? You know, we on this podcast, we discuss about relationships and stuff like that. I know a lot of you guys, perhaps you, you know, are in the middle, you know, uh, of of either you, you can't even classify, you know, whether you're single or in a relationship. Maybe right now um, you're about to pursue somebody. And, and right now, all you're looking at is on the outside, what this person looks like on the outside. But do you know who they are on the inside? Before you take that next step, before you take that next phase, I want to greatly encourage you, focus more on studying who or she is on the inside. All right? Y'all, it's been real. It's been good. Remember, we always keep it real. 
and godly. And that is the purpose of this podcast is to keep it really and godly. And most importantly, to help and encourage you to master your trust in God. It was a pleasure to be here on tonight to encourage you guys by speaking on body image. I hope that you guys enjoy the episode. Please go ahead, leave a comment or review. Rate Mastering Singlehood Podcast on iTunes. It would be greatly appreciated. And again, thank you so much for all of you guys who always constantly encourage me, support me throughout this Mastering Singlehood journey. I pray that God continuously bless you in your season of singlehood, or perhaps maybe you are in a relationship. Well, I pray that God's hand is on your relationship and that the destination will be joyous and that it will be blessed. And again, remember, all things are possible with Christ Jesus. This was JLP. And until next time, peace out. Take care. God bless.